What's popping, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. This is Jordan Turner, your host of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I am here to cover Monday Night Raw. That took place tonight for Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Let's not waste enough of my time and your time. Let's get down to it. Edgar, kill that intro. Let's go. Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the bands behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, what's popping, y'all? I want to make this quick point real quick before I continue on with the Monday Night Raw review. I have the best intro in the game. I love it, man. Shout out to Edgar, man. I appreciate you killing that intro for me, man. One of the best intros in the wrestling community by far. How are y'all feeling about Monday Night Raw tonight? Did you enjoy it? Did you think it was meh? Did you think it was boring? Typical Monday night, right? I'll give you guys my opinion on what I thought overall about the show as I end the review later on. Now, we kicked off Monday Night Raw immediately as Raw started off with Ms. TV. Yes, Ms. TV. And we see Ms. come out. The Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank contract last night on Drew McIntyre and became the new WWE champion from the Elimination Chamber. I feel so bad for Drew, man. Now, Miz raised the WWE Championship above his head and Pyro went off. It is what it is. It's cool. And um, whatever. I mean, I am happy for the Miz. I'm happy that he got it. I know that... um, like I mentioned last night during my Elimination Chamber coverage, that The Miz has always wanted to become WWE Champion one more time, and that is exactly what happened. And rumors immediately speculated from Russell Volts. Shout out to Russell Volts. It's not looking good for The Miz, man. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'll talk about that, you know, as we get into the show. Now, we've seen Bobby Lashley. He comes out. The Miz bolts. Before he did that, The Miz cut a promo as expected. He's really great on the promo, but I just feel like overall the promos in WWE are really bland. It has to take that special person like Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman to really gravitate and get our attention via promo. Either way, The Miz boasted about his current, his career, and how everybody else from his generation are gone but he is still standing in the WWE. The Miz stated rambling about how the fans did not respect him before Bobby Lashley and MVP interrupted. So MVP congratulated Miz on his victory, and Miz must have forgotten to mention that Bobby Lashley attacked Drew McIntyre last night. Miz claimed that he was getting to that and thanked them both. MVP then came in and said, it was time to reveal the terms of their business agreement that Bobby Lashley deserves a title shot because Morrison was a part of the reason he lost the United States Championship last night. I love that MVP brought that up. And I also love that MVP brought up 
what we seen last night, you know, during the show from Elimination Chamber involving The Miz and MVP as they were negotiating some type of business agreement. I'll touch on that in a second. Miz continued as The Miz agreed that Lashley deserves a title shot, but said that he never set a date to it. The Miz then added that he is really busy and that there is just no time right now. Lashley grabbed The Miz immediately, but he grabbed his tie and told him right away that he has an hour to give him what he wants or he will send Miz to the emergency room. A countdown to Lashley's ultimatum was then shown on the remaining first hour of the show. Bobby Lashley, this is the best version of Bobby Lashley I've ever seen in his entire career in the WWE. This guy is legitimately a fucking monster, a badass. And I will go far as to say that MVP easily saved Bobby Lashley's career. Because I remember when Bobby Lashley first came back to the WWE, he feuded with Sami Zayn, and he had that terrible, it will easily go down as easily one of the worst segments in Monday Night Raw history, easily top three with the sisters with Sami Zayn was awful. Bobby Lashley is a fucking killer. He's a monster, right? You need to treat him as such. And that is exactly what the WWE has done. I am excited that Bobby Lashley is being booked to his strengths. You know, his strength isn't the microphone, so that's why they got MVP for him. I love it, man. It's great. They are just a great tandem. And personally, I would not be upset if Bobby Lashley becomes the WWE champion. I know there's plenty of people in the IWC that they don't want Bobby Lashley to become the WWE champion, and I don't understand why. That's your opinion. I respect it. But I believe Bobby Lashley and the way he's being booked right now with MVP, he deserves a run with the WWE championship. I would easily take him over the Miz. Easily. You give me Bobby Lashley, WWE champion, or the Miz? I'm taking Bobby Lashley. Easy. No question. Now, we've seen the segment. It ended. And, you know, the it was a decent segment. Nothing really too special. Um, we see then the opener between Matt Riddle, the new United States champion, by the way, versus John Morrison. This was a back and forth bout. The new United States champion, Matt Riddle, squared off against John Morrison in a non-title match. Riddle and Morrison trash-talked in the middle of the ring to begin the action. Riddle snugged off a big boot to the face from Morrison and planted him with a gut-wrench suplex for a near fall. Morrison poked Riddle in the eye and beat him down to the canvas. John then locked in a dragon sleeper hold-in in the middle of the ring. Riddle escaped, but Morrison booted him to the outside. Morrison leaped onto Riddle and then rolled him back into the ring. John Morrison is so great. Get him away from The Miz. Please get John Morrison away from this. This guy deserves to be in the United States Championship pitcher. He even deserves a run in the WWE Championship pitcher this year. No question. You guys might have disagreed, but that's just my opinion. Now, back to the action. Riddle battled back and connected with a brain buster on the ring apron. Riddle followed it up with the floating bro and then a German suplex for a near fall. I love those combination moves where we see one move and then he immediately, he or she 
follows up with another big-time move. Great stuff. Now, Morrison then came back and hit an awesome Spanish fly on the middle rope and went for the cover, but then the United States champion was able to kick out at two. Riddle then connected with the bro to sleep, but Morrison regrouped and booted Riddle to the apron. Morrison slammed Riddle to the canvas and made his way to the top rope. Morrison went for the Starship Pain. This finisher is awful. The Starship Pain, along with Bailey's belly to belly, is the most terrible and just awful move in professional wrestling. I hate those moves. They're not finishers to me. I, I, I hate them. And the way he, he doesn't even connect with it fully. You feel me? He doesn't really connect it. And so when I see it, I shrug my shoulders like, whatever, bro. Now, he landed it on Riddle, but Riddle got his knees up at the time. Riddle then quickly hit the bro Derek for the pinfall, and he defeated John Morrison. Now, John Morrison lost. It's okay. It's all good. I feel like John Morrison, like I said, needs to get away from the Miz. And we need to see John Morrison go on a singles run. Maybe bring back Melina. Triple H, Vince. If you guys are listening to the wrestling test. See, because this is what we do. We do it better than any motherfucker in the IWC. No question. Yeah, I give you guys my takes and I review the shows. But I also sprinkle a dose of creativity. I love pitching ideas, man. I really love it. I feel satisfied when I do that. Melina and John Morrison got to reunite in the WWE. They got to reunite. I would love to see Melina come back because remember, you guys, there were rumors about Melina coming back and then Melina debunking the rumors. Bring Melina back. Give me that. Give me, excuse me. Give me that duo one more time. Melina, John Morrison, let's go, man. Something I would really love to see. Really love to see. So Triple H, Vince, you guys listening? This is the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, bro. We do it better than anybody from a creative standpoint. Better than anybody. Make it happen. Melina comes back. She partners up with John Morrison. Or Taya. She's in WWE. We could see Taya partner up with John Morrison, but that's highly unlikely. But I would just really love to see Melina partner up with John Morrison one more time. I know they're not together, but let's just see that tangent one more time. Let's do it. Now, the second match was the New Day versus Retribution. So New Day faced off against Retribution immediately after. Woods and T-Bar start off the action. T-Bar beat Woods down before Kingston tagged in. T-Bar bought uh, Kofi Kingston into the corner and Mace tagged in. Mace knocked Kofi Kingston into the canvas and slammed him to the back of his head on the mat for a few times. So he landed that move a couple times, just showing the power of Mace. So T-Bar then tagged in and hit a backbreaker for near fall. Retribution hit a high justice on Kingston, which was a nice spot, but Mustafa Ali demanded that they hit the move again. Kingston sent Mace out of the ring and hit T-Bar with a trouble in paradise for the win. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Like I said, you guys, I hate when pointless things are on the show. This was one of the things that were so pointless it wasn't even funny. I hated this. I really didn't like this, guys. Now, New Day, they're a great team. 
They don't really have any momentum, but they're the new day. So people are already going to be invested. You know, they're so over. They're bulletproof. Retribution, man. You got to end this. You got to end this. I need to see Dominic Dijakovic. I need to see Mia Yem. I need to see Mustafa Ali go their separate ways, man, and just do what they do best and wrestle and get over from their wrestling ability. I want to see Mia Yim in the women's division, bro, as Mia Yim, not reckoning. I want to see T-Bar in the singles division. Not as T-Bar, though, but as Dominic Dijakovic. You got to get rid of the retribution. I'm sorry, WWE listener. You're not more creative than I am. I'm sorry. You know, you tried to be creative, and you tried to give us something new with this stable. It's not working, homie. Get rid of it. But obviously... They're um, they're too, uh, what is it called, stubborn to uh, see their ways, and they're not going to get rid of the name. They're not going to get rid of the name. They're not going to get rid of the stable. It is what it is. But do something about it then. Do something about it. How about this? How about you keep re- another creative idea here? How about you keep retribution, but you just give us medium, you give us Dominic Dijakovic, and you give us Dio Madden. Not Mace, not T-Bar, not Reckoning, not Slapjack, right? Let me see their normal names again. And just have them be normal, what they usually are. They're just seeking retribution. They're sick of being taken down by upper management, quote-unquote. This whole thing is a failure, but it is what it is. Nothing really too special here. I feel bad for everybody in this group. Uh, They need to go their separate ways. But like I said, if they're not going to go their separate ways and they're not going to in the group, then just give them their normal names back. And you can just call them retribution still. But just give them their normal names back. It's ridiculous. Give them their ring gear back and everything. It's insane. Now, Strowman will earn a title shot if he defeats Bobby Lashley tonight. So Bobby Lashley, an MVP, came down to the ring with Adam Pearce. The general manager, by the way. Adam Pierce is the general manager of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but the WWE won't say that. But I will. Adam Pierce is the GM. So Adam Pierce, you know, came to the ring to begin the second hour of Monday Night Raw. Miz and Morrison then made their way to the ring. Miz told Lashley that he needs more time. And Bobby Lashley told him to quit stalling. Miz then said he just needs some more time to give the fans and WWE Championship match they deserve. The Miz uh, suggested, excuse me, suggested that they wait a week or so before Braun Strowman interrupted. Fucking Miz, man. What a cowardly bitch. What a cowardly bitch hill, bro. This is who the WWE Champion is? Have the heel at least show some balls, man. I know what the heel is capable of. We've seen it for years. I'm not an idiot. We've seen it with Edge. But at least Edge had some balls. You know what I mean? Miz? My God, bro. This guy just squirmings away from situations. It is what it is, man. So Braun Strowman shouted that he deserves a title shot and complained about Pierce and Shane McMahon. He bringing up Shane McMahon again. Holding him out of the Elimination Chamber match last night. Shane McMahon joined the party and came down to the ring. Shane told Pierce to tighten things up around here for a bit and inform Strowman that he can't just demand a title shot whenever he wants. 
I'm going to bring up Shane in a second. So I'm going to continue here, though. So Shane said that the Elimination Chamber was for the former WWE champions only. Strowman shouted, the idea sucked, and everyone else sucks. Strowman demanded a title match tonight, and Shane told him that the idea sucks. Shane then said that if Strowman can defeat Lashley tonight, it will be Miz versus Strowman versus Lashley for the WWE Championship next week. After the promo, Lashley attacked Strowman from behind and hit him with a chop block to the knee. Let me bring up Shane McMahon. It really looks like we're going to see Shane McMahon wrestle. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I am a... Uh... Listen, Shane McMahon's a showman. I love Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon has no business wrestling. He's taking a spot from a full-time person. I'm always stand with the full-time people, bro. Always and forever. He's going to be taking a spot from a full-time wrestler. Shane McMahon is going to wrestle at WrestleMania, man. But I believe he's going to face Braun Strowman. They're building this up. This was even rumored by Russell Votes. It's going to happen. Shane McMahon is going to face Braun Strowman, and I don't give a shit. I don't care. I shrug my shoulders. Ah, whatever. Another Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania. It is what it is, man. Whatever. I don't run WWE. But I'm going to give you guys my opinion. I'm always keeping 100 with y'all. Shane McMahon wrestling is unnecessary. Braun Strowman, he wants a title shot. Listen, Strowman. Okay? I'm happy you're back. You're healthy. God bless. But you in a WWE Championship match? <laughs> nah, bruh. I don't want you in there. I don't want you in there. You're going to lose. And you're going to take your anger out on Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, WrestleMania, whatever. This segment was all right for what it was. It is what it is, man. Nothing too pretty about it. Just my opinion. So we've seen the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin face off against the Lucha House Party, which was coming up next. So the Hurt Business dominated early and beat up Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik are so underrated, man. They're in this little bubble, you know what I mean? And they're not a team to be taken seriously, which is fucked up because they are very talented, a very good team in Metalik and Dorado, for sure. So Dorado dragged Cedric out of the ring and booted him in the face. Lucha House Party planted Benjamin with the DDT and followed it up with a splash for a near fall. Grand Metalik went for a double stomp, but Cedric got out of the way. Cedric hit Grand Metalik with a pay, pay dirt for the pin. Again, I don't know what's up with these short matches. These short matches don't really tell a great story. I'm happy. I'm happy that the Hurt Business isn't really getting split up. Don't split up the Hurt Business. Don't split them up. That is stupid. Got me shook. It got you shook. It got everybody shook. A couple of weeks ago when we seen, you know, the uh, interaction between Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Cut that out. These guys need to be in a faction. These guys need to be dominant in the tag team division. No question. Bobby Lashley can win the WWE Championship. And Shelton Benjamin and uh, 
Cedric Alexander, tag team champs. Let's go. For the culture. Damian Priest faced off against Angel Garza coming up next. So Damian Priest and Angel Garza went toe-to-toe. The 24-7 champion Bad Bunny was ringside for the match. Priest started off the match in control, but Garza battled back and brought Damian to the canvas. Uh, Angel Garza uploaded some punches to the face and started taunting Bad Bunny. That was a stupid idea. Damian Priest booted Garza in the side of the head and connected with a broken arrow, but Angel Garza kicked out at two. Garza hit a massive clothesline that knocked Damian out of the ring. Garza dared Bad Bunny to get in the ring, and Priest capitalized on a distraction by connecting with a hit with a hit the lights. I what the fuck type of finisher name is that? Hit the lights. He either way, he now hit the lights and he pinned Angel Garza. Listen. Bad Bunny is a draw. For the people out there that don't want to hear it, you're going to hear it anyways. Bad Bunny is a draw. People always say, oh, it doesn't matter about the social media views. Motherfucker. Guess what? It does matter to Vince McMahon. Do you not see the numbers that Bad Bunny is pulling? Do you not see the press that Bad Bunny is Pulling? Give me a break, y'all. Give me a break. I don't really like it either, but I could definitely respect Bad Bunny because he is a genuine fan. He loves this business. Hearing all the rumors that he's training his ass off via a promo and in the ring for WrestleMania, how can you not as a fan respect that? You as a fan got to respect that, man. And if you don't, that's your prerogative, but that's fucked up on your part, man. I know he's a celebrity. I know he's coming in and taking a spot. From a full-time guy. I don't like that shit. I will be the first to tell you. I don't like that. But I definitely will give this guy respect. He loves the business. He's a fucking fan. Right? And he's just happy to be there. Give him some respect, man. And I love the duo of Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. It's rubbing off on Damian Priest so much. That rumors are suggesting that Vince McMahon is a huge fan of Damian Priest. I love it, man. The Bad Bunny and Damian Priest combo, I'm a fan of it. Angel Garza, listen. Angel Garza deserves better. Where's Eva Marie? Where's all red everything, all rose everything? Maybe Angel Garza needs a valet. Eva Marie. This is Jordan Turner. Call up Triple H. Call up Vince. Tell them that you want to be the valet for Angel Garza. Angel Garza needs that female presence. He feels and looks like Eddie Guerrero. Viva la raza. Come on now. He got that Eddie vibe to him. Give him that valet. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, man. I think even Marie would fit that perfectly. Kind of just triggered people. I don't give a fuck. As long as Eva Marie's not wrestling, I'm straight. Randy Orton is distracted by Alexa Bliss. So Randy Orton cut a promo and said failure is not a word he is familiar with, but he has surrounded him lately. Orton noted that he was the first man eliminated last night during the chamber match and wondered what the distraction was. Orton then wrote the footage of him setting The Fiend on fire two months ago 
at WWE TLC. Orton claimed that he was distracted by Alexa Bliss. Orton then caught up a bunch of black liquid, pretty much what Alexa Bliss was doing, and scrammed away. That was it. I don't know how this happened. It is what it is. I didn't like this at all. I thought this was stupid. And overall, the story of The Fiend, Alexa Bliss, and Orton is great. But they took a few steps back tonight with this retarded, and I hate saying that word, but this was a retarded segment. I'm going to keep it 100, man. It was a retarded segment. It was stupid. It was pointless. And this made the feud look like a joke in my eyes. I know I'm not alone on that. Next up, we've seen Charlotte Flair and Asuka against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So Charlotte Flair and Asuka face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler tonight. Asuka and Shayna Baszler started off the action. Asuka took control and sent Shayna out of the ring with a hip attack as Charlotte connected with a dropkick on Nia Jax as Raw went to commercial break. When Raw returned, Raw Women's Champion Asuka was the superstar isolated in the corner and beaten down as Charlotte Flair waited for a tag. Flair tagged in and uploaded some stomps to Baszler's mixed section. Nia Jax planted Charlotte with a powerbomb and went for the cover, but Flair kicked out at two. Woo! Asuka tagged in and made her way to the top rope. Asuka leveled Shayna with a dropkick and followed it up with a hip attack. Asuka hit Nia with a double knees and went to the corner, but Nia kicked out at two. Asuka went for an arm bar, but Shayna broke it up with a kick to the face. Charlotte accidentally booted Asuka in the face, and Nia hit a leg drop for the pin victory. Later on on Raw, Charlotte had a discussion with her dad and said that he cannot focus with this Lacey Evans stuff. Charlotte told Rick that it wasn't funny that he pretended that he was the father of Lacey Evans' baby. Charlotte got emotional and told her dad to go home and let her create her own path. Listen, I'm going to talk about this. And then I'm not going to say it anymore for this review. I'm the creative king for a reason, you guys. I pitch ideas all the time. I will forever pitch ideas. No one's on my level from a creative standpoint. And I want you guys to know that. And I'm happy to tell you guys that. Right? I pitched a long time ago for anybody. I pitched this on the podcast. I pitched this on Twitter, and I pitched it on Twitter via a uh, audio clip as well. I even made it a podcast talking about the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Go back and listen to it. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you guys listen. There was a lot of people that listened to that, and I really appreciate it. Love you guys for that. If you didn't catch it, please go check it out. I mentioned Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. I mentioned that Charlotte Flair needs to take the championship off of Asuka before WrestleMania. That didn't happen yet. Rhea Ripley is coming in. Now, we kind of know why she's coming in. She's going to be immediately thrusted into the Raw Women's Championship match, probably heading into a WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. 
This is what needs to happen. I'm about to put on my crown. I'm about to get to work. Listen, Vince, listen, everybody in Titan Tower. This is what needs to go down. You have two options. Actually, you have three options, but the third one I don't want to see. But I'm going to bring it up anyways. I bring up every single possibility that I'm thinking of. And this is all from the top of my don't have no notes for what I'm about to say here. This is what needs to happen. The third one, I'm going to start with that because I don't want to see it. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair again. Two at WrestleMania. Charlotte revenge or losing, excuse me, to Asuka. And Asuka revenges the loss to Charlotte Flair WrestleMania. And she retains the Raw Women's Championship. I don't want to see that. Two. You got Asuka. She gets involved still. She's the Raw Women's Champion. She defends her title at WrestleMania. And we get Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. There was a lot of people on social media tonight, man, that suggested that match. I smirked because, well, I suggested that first. Either way, like I said, I'm a nobody. Nobody really listens to me. No one's going to be like, oh, Jordan said that first. It is what it is, man. I'm not here to be first. I'm just here to be right all the time. Y'all know how it is. You can do a triple threat match. Those are three talented women. Asuka definitely deserves for what she's been doing from the pandemic. She definitely deserves a placement in the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. That's absolutely true. So I would not mind seeing a triple threat match. We got to get the best match possible at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Or, I personally would do this match. Y'all know where I'm going with it. Say it with me. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair beat Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship at last year's WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley was the champion at the time. This time, it's for the Raw Women's Championship, and Charlotte Flair is the champion. Rhea Ripley is on a redemption run. She wants to get her win back, and she does successfully at WrestleMania in another classic with Charlotte Flair. That is what I would do personally. I don't want to leave... I do not... I promise you guys, I don't want to leave Asuka out. I really don't. But the story of Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair is just too juicy right now to pass by. It's too juicy. It's just too, it's too great to pass by. You adding Asuka to it, she has beef with Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley has beef with Charlotte Flair. Asuka and Rhea will eventually have beef because Rhea Ripley wants that championship. Asuka's looking at Rhea like, no, bitch, you ain't getting my title. So now I got a problem with you. Bustable elements, it could happen. I would not mind the three-way, but me personally, I would do the one-on-one match with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. That's just my opinion. Let me hear what you guys think about that. Let me know. So we seen later on in the night, Lana and Naomi as they face off against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. The women's tag team division is god-awful. 
So Naomi and Lana faced Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the women's tag team champions, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were shown watching the match backstage. Rose and Brooke dominated the match early and isolated Lana in the corner. Naomi tagged in and teamed up with Lana to hit some kind of face buster on Mandy Rose for the pin. So this match went like under five minutes. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. It went under five minutes, y'all. It felt like fucking three minutes. Felt like two minutes. It felt like a minute. I don't give a fuck. All right? Can't believe I said that. Trinity, Naomi, sweetheart, I love you. I really love you. You don't deserve this, sweetheart. You really don't. You really don't. You know what you deserve? A seat at the table with the tribal chief. That's what you deserve. You deserve a seat at the table. Fuck Lana. Fuck Mandy Rose. Fuck Dana Brooke. I love all three women. I'm just joking. But for real, I'm being serious here. Naomi deserves better. Naomi is absolutely going to go down as one of the most underrated, underutilized talents in WWE history from a women's perspective. She really is, man. She deserves so much better. I'm going to continue to say it on the podcast, man. I tweeted it out a couple days ago. I'm going to continue to bring it up on the podcast. It's got to happen. Naomi needs to go to SmackDown, and she needs to have a seat at the table with the tribal chief. Vince, you know I'm right. Bruce Pritchard. You freaking goon. You're not creative like I am, bro. You're not. You know I'm right. Naomi going to SmackDown, teaming up with the tribal chief. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, when he comes back, is was best for business. Roman Reigns having a female in the group, Naomi? That's money, man. Sign me up. That's money. Let's do it, man. Get her away from Lana, please. Naomi does not deserve this. It's ridiculous. After that, we've seen Sheamus and Jeff Hardy go one-on-one. Sheamus battled Jeff Hardy on Raw. Sheamus dominated the action early, but Jeff was able to battle back. Jeff sent Sheamus out of the ring and hit a whispered in the wing off the still steps, and Sheamus fell into the barricade as Raw obviously went to commercial break. When Raw came back, Sheamus was back in the back in the ring, back in control, and hit white noise for a near fall on Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy then booted Sheamus in the face and hit a splash off the middle turnbuckle for a two count. Sheamus caught Jeff with a knee to the face and followed it up with a broad kick for the pinfall. Guys, is it just me or is some of these matches storytelling wise? They don't have it. They don't have story. These matches feel so rapid, quick, bro. So quick. Why? Why is it so quick? I don't understand it. I really don't, man. It feels like they just want to get rid of the show. They just want to go, go, go. Have the match. End it. Let's go. Let's go home. It's hard to get invested, man, in these matches. Because majority of these matches tonight, I didn't give a fuck about. Didn't care. Now, next up, we've seen AJ Styles 
versus Ricochet. AJ faced Ricochet on Raw, almost was ringside for the match. AJ quickly took control and suplexed Ricochet into the turnbuckle. Ricochet battled back and went for the 450 splash, but Styles got out of the way. Styles then hit the Styles Clash for the pinfall. After the match, almost planted Ricochet with a choke slam. Hey, Ricochet, Trevor Mann, you're listening to me. You're listening to me. I want you to listen to me. You need to get the fuck out of the WWE. You, Alistair Black, and Andrade Steen almost got to get the fuck out of the WWE. They don't want you guys there. They don't care about you guys. They don't. You got to get out of the WWE. You went from NXT. You were a king in NXT. You're on Raw and you're a fucking loser. And Trevor, man, I want you to know that, man. I love you. I really do. I've been watching you since Lucha Underground and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You felt like a king. You're not a king here, bro. You're not. You deserve so much better, man. This is absolutely bullshit. What is the problem that the WWE has with Ricochet? Let me know. I gotta know. What is the problem with Vince McMahon and Ricochet, Aleister Black, Andrade Cien Almas, and Angel Garza? Those are four talented dudes. Those are four talented cats. Vince McMahon doesn't give a fuck about either man, and that's some bullshit. I'm pissed. I really am pissed, man. Talent being wasted, I hate. I fucking hate. Go with Ricochet's strengths. That's in the ring. Let his in-ring work do all the talking himself. Bullshit. This is a fucking rant, bro. I'm sick of this shit. Ricochet is always losing constantly, constantly, constantly. It is really ridiculous, bro. It is really ridiculous. I'm so sick of this shit. I really am. Ricochet deserves so much better, man. And the WWE are just throwing this guy to the wayside like trash. Like trash. Throwing Alistair, Alistair Black. No question. I don't give a fuck what a new site says, what a someone on the internet says. I don't care. Alistair Black is done. He's being punished because his wife spoke up and she left. She got fired. So what happened? Oh, yeah, let's take our anger out on the husband. I didn't do nothing. Fuck it. Let's take your anger out on him. Fuck Alistair Black. And that shouldn't be the case, man. That shouldn't be the case. Angel Garza. What are they doing with Angel Garza, man? You had something great. You had something great with Angel Garza and Andrade Cien Almas. You could have brought in, even if you fired the Trinidad, you could have brought in Eva Maria as the valet for both of them. There's another idea. I got the best ideas in the fucking game, bro. Bring in Eva Marie. Put her with Angel Garza. Put her with Angel Garza. Charlotte Flair can be with Andrade. There you go. Easy. Ricochet. I need to see Ricochet be the NXT version again. I need to see that shit. Something's ha- Listen, man. Ricochet, you got to stand up for yourself. You got to speak up, bro. 
You got to speak up. Who cares what Vince McMahon has to say? You got to speak up, man. You're getting treated like trash. Do you like to be treated like trash, dog? This is a rant. I'm sorry. I'm taking long, but it's annoying and it pisses me off as a fan. Seeing someone so talented like Ricochet be thrown to the wayside like garbage. It is unacceptable, man. I feel so bad for those guys, man. It's not even funny. I'm going to move on, y'all. So we've seen Bobby Lashley then face off against Braun Strowman in the main event of Raw. If Braun Strowman wins, he would be added to the WWE Championship match next week. WWE Champion Miz joined commentary. So Lashley connected with a splash, and he went for the cover, but Strowman kicked out at two. Braun hit a splash in the corner and tossed Bobby out of the ring. Strowman charged at Lashley, but he moved, and Braun Strowman crashed into the steel steps. Those steel step spots are so disgusting. Now, back in the ring, Lashley hit a drop kick to Strowman's knee and followed it up with a flatliner for the near fall. Lashley went to the hurt lock, but Braun blocked it. Lashley then went for a suplex, but Braun escaped and connected with a clothesline. Strowman planted Lashley with a running power slam and went for the cover, but Lashley somehow kicked out at two. This is actually a decent match. Lashley hit a spine buster and followed it up with a spear for the pinfall. After the match, Lashley got Strowman in the hurt lock and threw him out of the ring. Miz tried to attack Lashley from behind, which was fucking stupid, but Lashley planted him with a spine buster, which looked insanely dope. Lashley followed it up with a spear and raised the WWE title to close the show as he raised it up in the air. The Miz will defend the WWE Championship against Lashley next week. Bobby Lashley is a motherfucking savage, bro. Bobby Lashley is such a savage, man. Listen, Bobby Lashley needs to beat The Miz next week. I don't give a fuck. I don't care, bro. I don't care. Miz, transitional champion. Miz said, word for word, all I need is one more reign as WWE champion and I'm good to go. All right, guy, you got your shot. You are the champion. God bless you. I'm happy for you. I really am. You wanted it, and you got it. That's great. But guess what? You're going to lose. I hope you lose. Lashley needs to be the WWE champion. And I want to bring up Russell Volts one more time. I want to bring up Russell Volts because they tweeted out that Bobby Lashley is scheduled to be in the WWE championship match at WrestleMania. Is he the champion or not? I'm going to go out of limb right now and say that he is the champion after next week. He will defeat The Miz and become a new WWE champion. And I believe we're going to get a triple threat match. Drew McIntyre, Bach Lesnar, and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship in a triple threat match. Personally, I would love to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar alone for the WWE Championship. But the WWE is not going to do Drew McIntyre. Excuse me, Drew McIntyre dirty. They're not going to do Drew McIntyre dirty like that. They can't do that to him. That's fucked up. So this is what I see is going to happen. I believe we're either going to get Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre one-on-one at WrestleMania, or we're going to get a triple threat match. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. But I'm here to tell y'all, Brock Lesnar is not needed for WrestleMania. 
I want everybody to know that right now. Brock Lesnar is not needed for WrestleMania. But you know Vince McMahon. You know Vince McMahon is hoping Brock Lesnar comes back. And so he could be thrusted immediately to the WWE Championship match. And if I had to place my bet on something, I'm placing my bet on that triple threat match at WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley, the WWE Champion, going in there against Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Who's going to eat the pin? Probably Brock. Nah, Brock Lesnar, no. Probably not, huh? Probably not Lesnar, but I would say Bobby Lashley with uh, Drew McIntyre. I could definitely see that happening. I could see the triple threat match, and I could see uh, Bobby Lashley eating the pin from uh, Drew McIntyre. So we'll see that. Or we'll see Bobby Lashley and um, Brock Lesnar one-on-one for the WWE title. Hopefully. I doubt it, because if they do that, then what is... You know, what is Drew McIntyre going to do? Maybe he faces off against Sheamus at WrestleMania in a one-on-one match, and then we get Bobby Lashley and a Brock Lesnar one-on-one. I'm just throwing up ideas, man. Y'all know how I do. Um, that's highly unlikely, though. We're either going to get the three-way or we're going to get Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre one-on-one for the WWE Championship. Those are two possibilities. Those are two possibilities that I really wouldn't mind. As long as The Miz is not in the match, in the WWE Championship picture, y'all. I'm cool with it. Overall, I will say Monday Night Raw was a... <laughs> the show sucked. This show didn't do anything for me. I really wasn't impressed with what I saw. And um, in aftermath of a pay-per-view, WWE always does a dud. And I did not like what I saw. So, it is what it is, y'all. Um... That is your Monday Night Raw review slash results for Monday. Before I go, I want to make some little announcements. First of all, please go and follow me on social media, on Twitter, at JT Takeover. Follow the podcast on Instagram. We're building a great family up there. I want to shout out everybody that is continuing to follow me on Instagram, on the podcast. Thank you so much. I love you guys. It is at The Wrestling Takeover. And if you guys want to follow my personal IG account, it's at JTTakeover-1. So I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. Shout out to my Wrestling Amino family. You guys are continuing to follow me, and I love building a great community over there as well. Lastly, go subscribe to the podcast. Please go subscribe to the podcast and follow it on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and all other podcast platforms. And I want to make this point real quick, actually, before I go. I am going to put the podcast on YouTube. I'm in development right now. I'm getting my notes together. I am aiming to get the podcast up on YouTube very soon. So I would say really follow me on Twitter for more updates, and I will let you guys know what happens and when the timetable to you know, start preparing to listen to it on YouTube because I know a lot of folk, um, they have been talking to me. A lot of my followers have been talking to me. And uh, you guys seem to tell me that you guys would prefer to listen to the podcast on YouTube more than, you know, the other platforms. Now, the other platforms are still going to be there. iTunes, Podbeam, you know, all the other podcast platforms, right? But I'm giving you guys another platform for you guys to listen to the podcast. And I want to say this. It's not going to be, you know, um, video-wise. You're not going to see my face. 
You're not going to see my face. It's going to be audio version. I want to be different. I don't want to follow. I want to lead. And I feel like if I do the video, I'm going to be a follower. Because majority of the wrestling community on YouTube, they do video. I don't want to do video. I want to do audio. I mean, like I said, if you guys want to see my face, I mean, you guys can follow me on my personal IG account. So I'm not like hiding my face or anything. I just personally like the audio version of a podcast. You know what I mean? I want to put my phone down. I want to put my computer to the side and just listen to wrestling talk or listen to any, you know, podcast that I listen to. And so I just want to let you guys know that and give you guys an update on when you guys can potentially listen to the podcast on YouTube. And I'm in development right now, so it should be up soon. And uh, it's going to be great. You guys, I really thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Everybody continuing to follow the podcast on social media and continuing to follow and subscribe on all podcast platforms. Anchor has stats, and I see it all the time. I get notifications all the time. And we're doing really well right now. We are doing excellent. And one of my goals this year before 2021 is over, I want to hit at least in total 50K total plays before 2021 is over. Can we do that, bro? Can the Wrestling Takeover family band together and get that done? I would really appreciate it. Like I said, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to last night's review of the Elimination Chamber. Thank you for listening to tonight's Monday Night Raw. I will be back tomorrow. It's going to be a motherfucking controversial episode right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I'm going to be talking about AEW. That's all I'm going to say. AEW talk tomorrow on the podcast. It's the Crate of King, and I'm signing off on the podcast. I'm taking my crown off for the night. I'm putting it up to the side. I'll catch y'all later. See y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a great night. In my pocket, I prayed in my truth for some robbers, and he's playing Batman. Fatty's gonna rob him. Yeah. I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering where she be mine. Walk past, I press rewind. See that.